Hello everyone, this is Mahin Jackson, and this is episode 126 of my podcast show, In The Know. This podcast is aimed at trying to guide people through the world with a variety of topics. Each season, there will be a particular group of topics to cover. Within these topics, I am asking the question and trying my best to answer these questions with my viewpoints of the world around me. The following introduction speech is for the topic of today. And that introduction speech is regarding why is running good for you? Ever since I was a child, I would always run everywhere I needed to go. And still into this day, I have this love for running. Starting in middle school, I began to compete for my middle school against other schools in track and field. Then, by summer, Going into my seventh grade year, I was able to run for the USATF Junior Olympics as a sprinter. From here, I was able to carry this over into track and field seasons in high school. Even though my running didn't last through college, I still continued to run while on my own. So why is running good for the rest of you? Because I know what it does for me. But unless you're used to it, you don't understand what it can do for you. And with this episode, hopefully, you will understand what it can do for you. So listen and share with your friends. Because you and them could just might learn something new you never heard before about running. Let's look at it from the beginning of life, starting young. As a child in elementary school, well, on, I would always run. I described this in the introduction of the episode. But this is less about me, more about all of you. It is great to start running at a young age, like myself, because it will shape the body as we age. Meaning, once you get to puberty age, during the adolescent stage, you will eat and weight will stay off. Why do you start? Because do you just go outside and start running? The answer is no. As a small child, like a preschooler and kindergartner, You might do this, but I would say normally around first grade. While out at recess, you should put your kid in activities and hope that they be part of activities that will force them to be challenged physically. This means encouraging gym class with young kids and then after school activities to keep them going as well. But while you're competing, who are these initial people that you're up against, which will give you the confidence to run? So let's look at some of those people. Going against friends. When I was young, the very first people that I ran up against were friends in school. Your classmates are the first group of people you meet and compete against in school. And it is that very competition which will carry over into adulthood. That is how I learned to run properly. It first came by way of being in school and going up against friends. I've always been in school where I was one of the fastest runners. So there was this great confidence that came by way of being such a great runner. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but you only know what you know. Meaning if you knew what it felt like to win against your peers, who you know best, there's a lot that comes from this. And here is also the place where I first learned to compete. It all started in the sixth grade 
when I started running for my middle school track and field team. This is part of where I transitioned from going against your friends to strangers who are also your peers. It's competing and running events. So what are competing and running events? Let me start by stating that I've become competitive and running at events and would love for you to try this out as well. We are performing in front of a hundreds of people or maybe even a thousand or more. It is a nerving realization. Your heart is racing and you start to feel faint at times looking at all the faces staring at you on the track. What's interesting is that all eyes are on you when you're in the race winning. In the last place, no one truly cares, so it is not that much pleasure. But as first through third place runner, the whole crowd wants to see what is it that you can do. But let's say you're in sixth place, but work yourself into second or even first. Now the crowd is watching this person. Who is this runner that made their way all the way up in a better position. Here is the confidence you need in order to win as well as continue competing. Well, what happens though once you leave your parents' house? Or better yet, after college? Now what? The continuation out of school. As a young adult, only a very few elite groups of people continue running as a career. So for most people, your continuation will be staying fit and in shape because most of our society are not elite people, even if they do run fast. So how do you continue this into adulthood when you no longer have to do so? For me, it is not too difficult, especially since I don't want to be overweight. How do others fare when running through their adulthood? It's tough because even though I run, I'm still in a very small group of people who do it on a daily basis. Most people who do take part in running do so early in the morning before they go off to work. And running before work makes sense to get your day started. It will also give you energy coming into the workplace. For me, the weekends are running. So if you decide to run, what are you going to put on your feet? Sounds interesting, doesn't it? Wearing the right footwear. For me, I like shoes with not only a stable bottom, but also a good toe. That sounds odd, but I run on my toes. Some people run heel to toe, where sprinters run on our toes. So for me, I've always been a fan of the Nike running shoes, especially the shocks. I like not only the look, but the feel of the shoe. So many people don't like the shock simply because of the hardness of the bottom. Now, if you're someone who likes to perform road work, then the shocks are not the great shoe for you. You may want to pick up a really good XC, or for those that don't know the abbreviation, cross-country shoe. Cross-country shoes are really good for running roadside or even on rough terrain. But how about running on the track? These shoes that are best suited for running on your are spike shoes. Spikes dig into the turf and aid in propelling you forward as you lift your legs. Make sure, once again, it is a turf track 
because there are some slippery tracks as well. I had this experience once in high school when running indoors. The group, the ground was more padded than turf. This created a situation for athletes to get injured. And for that reason, I hated competing on the track. So with what has been said, what are the best places to run? There's always the road work, which is the most popular while treadmills hold a place in our workout as well. Well, how so? Work the streets, not the tread. What does that mean? When you do road work, you truly are putting yourself in a position to train your body for running. Trust me, as a runner, I have done road work and I will tell you firsthand, treadmills are easy workouts. Changing speeds, making elevation, positioning on the machine, and interval positions are a no-go. Going to a trail and run. Near a freeway, going up against traffic as well. This is how you do your world work. Because it will seem as if you're running forever. And is that feeling that you need as a test of your strength. I often wonder what it would be like if I were to run in the desert. This is a treacherous place to dwell when trying to meet your destination. Because, like I said before, running forever seems to be the reality when performing road work. Now, for me living in New York City, I run the sidewalks and the streets. There's also a track nearby where I live from live for to meet and run on a daily basis. Brings back those nostalgic emotions for me. With so much that has been said, what are some of the benefits as far as the health standpoint? Bodily benefits from your health. From a health benefit side, running aids in a lot in the cardiovascular, respiratory system, and digestive system of the body. For the cardiovascular side, the blood flows through the heart smoothly as you run, and proper blood flow keeps the veins from clotting, which makes their way to the heart. The heart is the filtering of the blood in the body. Clots get caught in the valves, making it difficult to pass and results in heart attacks and strokes. I used to not work out and run as well as eating unhealthy. Then I would get these pin feelings on the bottom of my feet. Since exercising again, I haven't had those feelings anymore. And for someone who is older at this point, that is pretty impressive. Something like health behind Health being better older is motivating and gives you hope moving toward the future. Another area of health is the respiratory benefit from running. As we run, our lungs filter air more seamlessly. The lungs expand as we breathe. Our diaphragm expands, but during the exhale process, the diaphragm shrinks down. This is why smoking breaks down this form of breathing. Larynx and trachea is a clear pathway to the lungs. Running works in the synchronization with the body to contribute to the healthy breathing process. Areas of the lungs that are boosted as well are pulmonary veins, capillaries, and bronchioles. Well, pulmonary veins carry fresh oxygenated from the lungs to the left atria of the heart. The capillaries transport blood, nutrients, and oxygen to cells in your organs and body systems. That's for the bronchioles. 
This is where air is carried into the lungs. When the bronchial tubes become inflamed, mucus fills the tubes and coughing takes place. This is why I said before not to smoke. And lastly, the digestive system is for regulating how we consume food and it passes through our system. When we run and eat healthy as well, our body regulates the food and liquids a lot better. You also have a lower chance of diverticular complications because the digestive process is sped up through running. The blood flow is diverted to respiratory system from the digestive system when running. Now, let's see some other benefits, such as mental benefits. For me, I would like to let people know that if you want your mind to be strong, exercise is a great way to start. Well, how about running as a means to have a strong mind? How? How does the mind benefit from running? When you're running, you're able to think about your life all the way through. That is one area where you're able to boost confidence. Let's also not forget about the idea that one has the ability to increase your speed to where you can run faster than most people. This also boosts confidence and increases your mental awareness. Here is something else that running does for the mental state. The blood flow from the body moving throughout the body increases brain function as well. New brain cells are created and the brain is improved from cardiovascular exercises. The tougher the run, the more brain function increases with levels of brain-derived protein. This level of increase is associated with benefiting decision-making, higher thinking, and learning. Another upside to running is that it creates improvements to the memory, as well as focus. So what should I put in my body so that I will be able to function to the highest level possible? It's what the body needs as fuel for us to all function. So let's look at that. Body fuel. The fuel that the body needs in order to function is food. That's right. The food we consume help us go on and on when we're running. It has to be the right food. Eating constant fast food processed is never good no matter how much you run. As a matter of fact, it may become quite difficult to perform when this is in your body. So you want the typical foods to consume inside the body, like your fruits and vegetables. Make sure you eat meat, that the chicken is baked, not fried, and that the beef has limited seasoning, lean, and limited grease. When you cook mashed potatoes, use limited butter and go easy on the gravy. You make corn? Leave out a lot of the sugars and don't use too much salt and pepper. You make sweet potatoes? Don't make them too sweet because we already know the obvious reason in the name. And make sure you have a well-balanced diet of three meals per day. Now, when you're training or trying to put on more healthy weight to get stronger like myself, then you're eating once every three, four hours, which I have to start doing myself. So the fuel you place inside your body will give you the energy to keep going as you run. But there is something else you need, and this is the liquid fuel for your body's consumption. H2O, H2O, 
H2O. What does that mean? Obviously, while running, you most also have to look to the liquid fuels that the body needs as a means to keep them going while exercising. And when I say we need fuel that is liquid, we must be drinking the right fuels. The most obvious liquid would have to be water, considering the body is about 75% water. So this would prove to be a more valuable asset to the body in nutrition than something highly acidic like soda. Water filters out so much waste in the body, which aids in proper blood flow and keeping the body in balance. Now as for the juices entering the body, make sure you don't overjuice simply because there will be a high level of sugar in the body. And the sugars in the body, which are bad for you, can lead to more long-term illnesses. I would encourage your soda intake to be low, if not much lower than the juice intake. I just spoke in this section briefly about acidic beverages. There have been people who conducted experiments where they took soda and tested how strong the acid is and found something quite sinister. They saw and captured on video soda peeling back the pavement on some driveways. Now think to yourself, what that does inside your body. With everything I've told you, what about the people who are going to join you on this run? If not join you, they could learn something from you. Who are those people? Share with your family and friends. What does that mean? Whenever you figure out a way that something in your life works, you should share with others. So when it comes to health, you really should be sharing the information. Now, for the people who are avid runners, you should share benefits of running, but also allow them to see results. They need to look at you and see the example for them to get up and go. Maybe, just maybe, you'll get them and they will join in with you. Because what is the purpose of having all this knowledge? when you don't have anyone to share it with who you love close to you. Also, let the ones around you also see the changes that you have made in your life. So, with this show's wrap-up, why we have to ask the question, what are the benefits of running? There's been an interesting topic for today simply because I myself am a runner. I also, because there are so many benefits to running, have a mental and bodily benefits. But also, you have to come up with some type of game plan for how you're going to be running on certain days. Make sure you're going to be eating fuels that will keep your body moving forward. And also make sure that your attire is appropriate for the run. For the people like myself, who've had the ability to compete as a runner, I can tell you right now, you're missing out on a great experience. As for the adults who never competed, it's not too late to strap up and go running in competitions. There are marathons and master's competitions. And if you're up for the challenge, otherwise, you might want to stick to the road work and leave competition to the pros. So, thanks for listening to In The Know, and I'll be bringing you another episode surrounding fitness and wellness.
I will be asking the question, what is a good daily workout routine?